The NBA Finals are locked up at two games apiece. Mr. Brown is on location down in Atlanta as we talk all things baseball with our resident expert. Biggie and I will also hit on name, image, and likeness. NIL, if I can say that right. And Conor McGregor broke his leg. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Canadian Biggie. And no Mr. Brown, but we are going to talk to him here in a little bit because he is live on location. Well, I guess it's not live if you're listening to a podcast, but we talked to him and he was He's live. on location. He is on location. He is uh doing a remote segment for us down in Atlanta. He was down we paid good money to send him down there to cover the all-star game, but we don't have enough money to kind of reschedule things to Colorado. So he still just had to go to Atlanta. That's okay. It seems like he had a good time. I mean, he has taken more vacations than I have this year. I will just say that. He takes more vacations in one year than most people take in a lifetime. Hey, you know what? Don't don't hate the player. Hate the game, I guess, is what they used to say in 1996. It did look fairly populated in the battery for the fact there is no game there today. Yeah, I mean, it's we we've been talking here off mic about how like we need to go to some games, right? Like he he's gone to a couple Reds games already, which makes me sad because I haven't been to any. Mm-hmm. Now he's down in Atlanta and he's just enjoying the sights and sounds. I can't complain too much. I did get to go to Mexico, so I'm not being that guy. I, I get it. I did something, but man, I, I I'm excited to do live sports again. Like wrestling is touring again. Like we saw AEW uh, is doing shows with live crowds. Like they they're on the road like before the pandemic and WWE is doing it starting next week, I think. So like I'm ready to just feel normal again. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that uh, with wrestling starting to tour again, that's one of those where the crowd reaction is genuine. You know, the reaction you have from what you did, like we're big fans of the rock. He knew what hit and what didn't by what the fans did. Wrestling is one of those you can't have people's faces on TV. So it, it just gives me <laughs> just another sense of back to normal. Uh, speaking of The Rock, what is this uh, lovely bottle sitting on the uh, desk here? That is a Terramana Vanilla. Uh, hints of vanilla, I should say. Hints of oak and vanilla is yeah. what I read. I picked that up and I thought that uh, we could get well, The Rock on the together. show to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, why not? He seems like the kind of guy that could give us the time of day. Well, we're definitely Mark, so. I mean, come on, Rocky, if you're listening to this, Dwayne, whatever, the Rock, the Dwayne, we're going to drink your tequila. We might do a little sample taste testing here. We're not big tequila guys, but because of the effect you have on everybody, Biggie decided to go ahead and buy it. He, he's a Mark, like you said. So anyway. I look at it like this. I watched the Fast and the Furious movies, which are extremely overplayed just because they added The Rock to them. Just like... What's the other movie we said we we're going to watch? G.I. Joe? No. <laughs> the, the, the Jingle jun- Cruise? I'm going to watch the, the Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Cruise, damn it. It's yeah. going to be good. <laughs> I, I thought Jumanji was going to be a mess, right? And then that turned out to be a franchise on its own now. So, you know, that that's what happens. But anyway, that is the, the joy that we get from entertainment. We talk about wrestling having fans back. We know baseball is pretty much back to full capacity. Football said they're going to be at full capacity in almost every regard. At least the NFL is. Uh, we we have plans in September. You got a lot of plans. So we talk about live events. What do you got going on in September? Going to Morgantown back to back weekends. Back to back weeks. 
September 11th, 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Me and the kids are going to go to Morgantown. They're playing Long Island, 5 o'clock game, so we should be able to avoid the extreme leg sunburn from sitting on the side of the stadium we're on. I hope you do. It should be an easy W. It'll be a nice trip for me and the kids, and then the next weekend, I get to go back up. I hopefully don't have to drive this time. It's uh, the WDKS Drew plus Drew. Yes, just like how Mr. Brown is remote in Atlanta, we will go remote in Morgantown, baby, because that's what we do. Now, I do want to ask real quick, did you know that Long Island had a FCS football program until this year? No. I did not either. I'll be perfectly honest. When I saw LIU, I thought- Liberty? It was supposed to be Liberty, right? (laughs) (laughs) Louisiana something? I I don't know. Not the Sharks. Yeah. It was the Sharks. Terry Bradshaw played for them. I did not know that. And- the fact that I didn't know that, if we don't win like 56 to 7, it's going to be disappointing. Well, you know what? I, I've been to some games that are like that. So just temper your expectations. You know, it, it could be, oh. you know, one time we only beat William and Mary 24 to 17. Chad, I have trusted the climb. It's year three. We reached the mountaintop 56 7. Come on. So here's what he's doing now. So uh, our our beloved West Virginia Mountaineers and Neil Brown, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because nobody cares, but I just want to say it. He's recruiting himself into keeping his job no matter what happens this year. True. <laughs> that's 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 the long and short of it. But let, let's jump into uh, the world of college athletics. Like I haven't heard anything out of WVU as far as the name, image, and likeness stuff yet. But I have saw like things in Florida where you got the gym down there that's like giving everybody on Miami like five hundred dollars as yep. long as they post on Instagram or whatever, different things like that. Uh, you know, the big topic that we wanted to kind of talk about was Reggie Bush, uh, Terrell Pryor, that situation, stuff like that. So Biggie, you know, we know USC lost some wins. They had to vacate a national championship. He had to give back a Heisman. Pete Carroll didn't have as many wins as we thought he did, apparently. So even though I clearly remember those games taking place, now that we act like they don't. So my question to you is, now Reggie Bush is asking for his Heisman back. Does he get it back? Should he get it back? Do you want to see him get it back? He doesn't get it back. He shouldn't get it back. I don't want to see him get it back because – at so the he's going to hate on Reggie, right? He's just, no, no. Nah, he's so overrated. Uh, <laughs> at the time, what they were doing wasn't legal. It is now, and I get it, but we can't magically go back 15 years. Why don't we go back 25 years or 35 years? SMU now is the greatest college football program in history. Ever. ever. You give, them, give them the pony. The get rid of the death pony penalty. Stuff back. Let's get rid of, you know, let's erase it, re- rewrite history. It is what it is. You know, and guys have been making money forever like that. Trail Pryor came out, said the same thing about Ohio State and what they got stripped of. You know, they were they, giving away mer- merchandise their, for tattoos. They traded their team-issued memorabilia for tattoos. Yeah. Well, I look at it as like you just said. You watch the games. You know who won. So do I. Move forward. So the the thing I will say is I, I agree with you, by the way. You know, I it, it was the rule at the time. You know, sorry. It is what it is. Um, the the consistency here, though, is that when you go to our conversations about Major League Baseball and steroids and Hall of Fame, we're pretty consistent here, right? Because yeah. at the time, that wasn't against the rules. So we're like, yeah, they, they can go in the Hall of Fame. They played the game. And these guys are like, well, they did break the rules at the time. Just they didn't have testing in baseball, so we don't care, I guess. Yep. So at least we're consistent. Yeah. 
I mean, that and we show favoritism to who we like. It's okay to show favoritism as long as we're not hypocrites. (laughs) That's true. Today, we're not (laughs) hypocrites. Other days, we very well may be, but today is not that day. Uh, Last but not least on the NIL thing, um, outside of – I saw Barstool has uh, been, like, sponsoring athletes all the time. And all they're doing is, like, just sending them, like, free stuff. Yep. Like, here's some shirts and hats. You're a Barstool athlete. They're, They're, like – we don't even know what that means. But El Presidente isn't uh, giving you five grand. He's sending you a shirt with his face on it. Yeah. I mean, good advertising for him. Smart way to do it. But it's also exposure for some of these people. Because if you're a volleyball player for Stanford and you're a Barstool athlete and they mention you in Barstool and you got 40,000 Instagram followers and now all of a sudden you got 140,000, you know, I, I get that. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that like Reggie Bush, we were just talking about 2004, 5, 6 and what he wants back and it was legal uh, with the advancement in social media. Guys now that are a nobody will make money. Or if you're an advertiser, like you said, you seek the guys who already have 100,000 followers. Um, it, there's such a different landscape for it now than there was 15 years ago. So my, my question here, uh, just to wrap this conversation up, is it going to be something where now recruiting gets affected by this. Like I understand the the only rule I really understand is like you can't do alcohol uh with these with these kids. Like Bud Light can't call you and say, hey, drink some seltzers on your Instagram and we got you. But is it going to be something where like the local car dealer is going to be like, hey, if you come to play at Ohio State, the biggest car dealership in Columbus is going to have you as the face of their advertising for the next four years. Oh, yeah, that's guaranteed. Because back in the day, the issue they had in Oklahoma was they wanted guys to come on a Saturday, sign a few autographs, take a few pictures at the local car lot. And for spending two hours there, the guy wanted to give you five grand because in the amount of people that came in, he made that tenfold. I will say that now uh, you can do that. Darius Stills or Dante? Darius. Darius. Darius and... um. Who was the other one? No, it's both of them. Both the brothers are coming to our town to sign autographs. Nice. Yep. So they can get paid. It's fine. Yeah. One of them can anyway. He's already in the NFL. The only West Virginia player I saw that had anything was uh, James. Yeah. When it first came out, he just said, you know, put myself out there, blah, 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 ready to make money, get paid, follow me on Instagram. I mean, why not? Yeah. I, so the the – I do think what you said, though, or what you were kind of – leading into is that your big schools, Ohio State, Alabama, Texas. I'm not so sure. You don't think they benefit from it? So, yes and no, because here they already benefit off of that because the the booster system, right? Like they, yeah. they, the fundraising. So here, here's the question. If you're Texas and, and you're, you're making money and people are giving you money, your endowment is huge because of the booster system. You want to share that with players now? The old guys aren't. I'm sorry, Roy's Cadillac. I don't need you to give our players money. I need your consistent donations so we can improve our film room. Yep. I mean, all of a sudden, those coffers might get a little drier because the players get a piece of it. But if you bring in the right talent and you actually win at Texas, those old white guys are giving that money to everybody. <laughs> There's plenty to go around. They just want to take a picture with the local 19-year-old stud. Hey, wait, is T. Boone Pickens still alive in Oklahoma State? Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> How much he's a billionaire? How much money is he? Can we get Warren Buffett to come to West Virginia and be? There you <laughs> go. He'd probably pick Marshall, and all of a sudden they become the team to beat. Mark Cuban can get into college sports now. Yeah. Let's just make it all happen. 
It's going to be a mess. I just hope we get college football back in video game format, and I'll be good. I'll, uh, I'll take that trade off. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So we're getting ready to uh, sync up with our boy, Mr. Brown, down in Atlanta, but... Biggie, there's been multiple rule changes and things like that that we've talked about on this show a bunch of times because it's hotly debated. And outside of uh, Rob Manfred getting booed uh, very, very strongly at the All-Star game, the one thing I will say I can't boo him for is at least coming out and saying that the seven-inning doubleheader and the ghost runner on second was just a coronavirus thing. So it looks like that's going away. Is that true? Is that what's out there? They're yeah, when they like kept him into this year, there was a bunch of uproar about, are these going to become permanent? This isn't baseball. They didn't know this year. They didn't know how the year was going to go. Remember the big debate at the beginning of the year when Madison Bumgarner threw a no-hitter, but it was in a seven-inning seven game? Yeah. Uh, four potential rule changes that are out there. Banning or limiting defensive shifts, which we'll touch on last because we'll, we both have <laughs> thoughts there. Elimination of the seven-inning doubleheaders, which I think we're both in favor of. Elimination of starting extra innings with a man on second base, ghost runner. We're both in favor of getting rid of that. Yep. Uh, and then possibly extending the DH to the National League. What do you think if the Reds now have a DH? Um, so, I mean, I'm traditionalist. Uh, I hate the DH. I, I like the strategy involved with managers. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I just I like everything that goes into that. So, when you tell me the – like, I get it if you want everything to be the same. But part of the thing that made baseball beautiful for 100 years was the NL and AL was so different. I'm also the guy that tells you I hate interleague play. Get rid of it. Yep. Like, I – Maybe if you just want to do like one or two series a year just to be, you know, rivalries. Like if you want to do like Cincinnati and Cleveland or, you know, the Mets and the Yankees. Or, yeah, I get that. But your I, crosstown rival you're okay with. And that's about the only one that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I like White Sox, I, Cubs. Yeah. So I, I'd rather see, um, you know, more of a traditional take on baseball. Like I think the reason why they're sitting here complaining about losing fans and whatnot is not because of the tradition is because they keep trying to change things yep. and it's never getting changed for the better. So the shift, all right, you want to, you want to hit on that now? Yeah. Well, no, I agree with you. I'm a Mariners fan, but I love the fact that the, the pitcher hits. I love the NL game. Don't go with the DH there. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I completely and baseball. They're always trying to change it. Why does it have to be a certain length? It's an untimed game. That's part of the beauty in it. That, look, you can go to a baseball game. It's quick. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and here's the thing. If if you do it to create more offense, it just makes the game longer. Yeah. I mean, do people not realize that? If you're trying to shorten the game, but then you do things to add more offense, it literally makes it longer. I think that uh, we're in complete agreement there. And you're talking about what are you doing to add more offense? Well, if you ban or limit defensive shifts, is that an effort to add more offense? Uh, it's a effort to concede to thinking that your players and teams are not capable of developing a strategy to compensate. That's what I think it is. So we had this discussion earlier and we hit the nail on the head. I felt like we talked about the 85 bears, one of the legendary defenses, the what 46 they defense. And the, yeah. All right. Could they have played that in 1995 or 2000? Uh, there's a reason why many teams didn't. Yeah. So like the defensive shift, you find a way to beat it. I mean, right now, like with play, we're so into analytics and exit velocity and stuff like that. Like there's literally times where they're like, we don't even care that you have the shift on. We think he can hit it hard enough where it doesn't matter. So they just like, it doesn't matter at all. But 
Like, did you see or have you seen where, like, in Korea, instead of the home run derby, they have the bunt derby? I have not. You haven't seen this? Oh, that sounds they, cool. They put these uh, big bullseyes out in the infield, and they throw pitches, and the players lay down bunts to see how they get them on the target. Yeah. Think of it like horseshoes, kind oh, of. Oh, that'd be fun. It's, uh, yeah, because it's part of the game. I know it's not sexy. It's not exciting. But sometimes it is. You got a runner on first and second. You lay down a bunt and just try to move some guys over. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's it's part of it. The shift can be part of it. If you're bold – and here's the thing. We talk about, like, when you watch your favorite team and they're batting and they have the shift on, it sucks. You hate the shift. You hate it. But then on the other half of the inning when your team's doing it, you don't really care. It's just like, oh, this is fine. Everything's fine. So, what did you say earlier when your hit team has a shift on? You're like, even though he's the one guy on that side, don't bother. Oh, I know. Well, the Reds, don't don't they, go against the shift. They got Suarez covering from second to third. It, it sucks, man. I, I'm always nervous that they're actually going to bunt at him, but they never do. So it works out. So I guess they already know what the other team's thinking. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. No, uh, no changes with the shift. But I understand why baseball wants to do it. Uh, that is not why offense is down. I mean, honestly, ever since the spider tax stuff went away, it seems like things have gotten a little better anyhow. Yeah, they have. They've improved dramatically. If you look at runs per game from uh, early June to the all-star break, it's like a, 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 like a, a run and a quarter difference league-wide. Mm. All right, before we bring Mr. Brown in, let me ask you, since you got him on your fantasy team, is Trevor Bauer going to play again this year? I think that he'll be back about mid-August. Okay. They had just extended it another two weeks, didn't they? Yep. And I think they're doing that to save face so that when they make a decision, they've made the right decision. Well, save face is the wrong, but originally they were going to let him pitch. Yeah. And as it's playing out and the more I find out, it sounds like he's kind of a, he's a little bit off in the bedroom, but it doesn't sound like he's so as, guilty of what he's accusing. As far as I, I'm aware, there's still not a criminal case, right? Nope. It's just a civil case. Yep. Okay. Money grab. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, we, we're not victim shaming here. We don't know, but it's, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I hate that you punish a player before the facts come out. I always hated that. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, if somebody gets accused of something and you don't want the publicity, but the second he pitches, the publicity is going to be there anywhere. So, yeah. so, just might as well just play him. But could you imagine now that fans are back? Oh, they'd have a field day with that. Well, we've went from what we used to be in this country where you were innocent until proven guilty to now you are guilty until proven innocent. And that's why a guy who has not been charged with anything is not pitching. And we don't get to have fans in the stands with great signs that we would see everywhere and turned into memes. Great signs that the Astros would steal. All (laughs) right. So anyway, Mr. Brown, we're going to go find him. He's somewhere in Atlanta. So he's next. Hang on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back this week, but we have one third of the show on the road as Biggie and myself are sitting here at the We Don't Know Sports Studios. Mr. Brown is taking the show on the road and he's down in Hotlanta in the ATL. Mr. Brown, how's your week going so far, brother? I mean, like that song I said, we, uh, we've been everywhere. You know, we went to uh, Savannah, Tibby Island, uh, St. Augustine, oldest city in America. And now back to Georgia. We're here. We're here a day early, and then uh, we're here to hang out at the battery this evening. And they're going to be opening up the Rays uh, first game after the All Star break tomorrow on Friday evening. And we're going to catch that game. And obviously, nothing else will catch the fireworks show. <laughs> well, all right. Just a couple of questions to ask here, real quick. So, what is the battery exactly? 
Uh, the battery, uh, if no one's been here, it's a, they, they've basically developed two or three blocks around the stadium, down here on the Brave Stadium. So they own all the bars, all the restaurants, all the merchandise stores. So you can walk freely down here and there's no cars. And essentially to me, there's so much to do when you walk into the stadium. It's almost like it's a bonus. It, it's a great, uh, great setup, man. I mean, and that's what uh, we're going to get into. It, but the all-star break not being here is a travesty. And this is one of the better setups I've ever seen since I've watched baseball. What's your uh, favorite part of that area, that three block area? The battery what's what your one go-to spot when you come uh my go-to spot is the baseballism store because there's only a few stores in america and they have unique apparel for baseball fans that's where i get my ted williams gear they have a full live babe ruth statue uh with the american flag so it's pretty sweet so that probably my go-to spot all right, so another place that you were at before you got to the battery was you were over in Savannah, Tibby Allen, and all that stuff. So uh, how was uh, – did you go sit on Forrest Gump's bench? <laughs> well, I was going to. We went to the spot where the bench was in the movie. Uh, I don't remember the name of the park. It's Chip something without me looking, but there's all these old uh, willow trees, very uh, majestic-looking downtown Savannah. But – they, they took the park and put it in a museum because, to be honest, people are idiots, and they was trying to tear it up. So now it's in a museum. So me and my family stood there at the spot where the bench was and just took a picture. So you can't have nice things in Savannah, apparently. No, you can't. All right. Well, let's let's just jump into kind of um, you know what's what's been going on this week. So. Did you get a chance to watch any of the home run derby or, or the all-star game while you've been on the road? I haven't watched the home run derby. I didn't watch the all-star game. I do know that Pete Alonzo won and he donated some very good charities. I believe he donated to the uh, was it wounded warrior and then uh, 9-11 responders. I think those are it. 50,000 to each one, I think. And he makes the league minimum. So the fact he gave 100K to those charities, man, that says a lot about his character. And even though he's a Mets guy, I have nothing but respect for the for the. Uh, I don't know what they call him. They call the, him the, the polar uh, bear. The polar bear. There you go. So I love that guy. Nah, I mean and that is a class act move when you're not getting paid yet. And as far as the All Star Game, I didn't watch it. Um, is this in protest? Why you didn't watch it? No, nah, I'm just busy, man. I mean, you can call it what you want. You can say it's protest. You can say. But I, I'm traveling, but I uh, should have been here in Atlanta. But that is what it is. And uh, I know the AL won 5-2, to two, and Vlad Jr. was MVP. So uh, if you didn't get to watch it, the, and you, I know how you feel, it should be in Atlanta. That's you know the whole reason why Mr. Brown might even be in Atlanta this, this particular week. It's funny how that works out. But, uh, you know, the, the beginning of the All-Star game, after they do the starting lineup announcements and all that good stuff, they introduce everybody. You get this nice video package of uh, Hank Aaron, and then uh, his uh, widow comes out there. And, you know, it, it was really a nice setting. But yet, even though I'm not a Braves fan, something just felt amiss to me about watching that. It's a huge mess. So, Freddie Freeman escorted her. There's someone from the A. I don't recall who that Aaron, was. Aaron Judge. 
Aaron Judge, they needed a sturdy body, I guess, to help her <laughs> out there. Um, but the fact is, you're going to make Hank Aaron's widow, who's in her 80s, travel to Colorado when it was right here in her own backyard initially. So, ignorance. Ignorance. And uh, it's definitely, definitely uh, a missed opportunity for baseball. I mean, the greatest living ball player before he passed, and uh, we had the, every opportunity to honor him the right way, pioneer for social justice, and he handled it both uh, on and off the field better than anyone could have even thought of. They followed up that misstep with those god-awful All-Star uniforms. Oh, they were bad. One of my favorite things in the All-Star game is when everybody gets announced and they're down each line and they're wearing their own team's uniform. I don't know what they were trying to do this year. That was an atrocity. Like, I don't mind when they do, like, the traditional, like, red or blue and, and just say, like, National or American on there. But this whole, like, three three-letter, like, vertical initial, I don't know. Did you see the jerseys at all? I did. It looked like Rock and Jock softball uniforms. I was exactly. ready for Roger McDowell to come out. Yeah, Dan Cortez starting now. It was I so mean, bad. Like, there's probably big. Biggie's the uh, true home run hitter of softball America, and I guarantee you, he's seen better <laughs> softball unis than we saw er, at the All Star break. That's what I thought of when I saw those. Was how many softball uniforms I've seen that look ten times better than that. You didn't watch a game this year, and you could probably stop watching the game going forward, you wouldn't miss anything. So I saw an interesting stat. The American League has not trailed in the last 46 innings of All-Star game play. Is this the eighth or ninth ninth in a row that they've won? Uh, I believe the eighth. I, I mean, it, it's it's been bad. And I watched most of the game. You know, it, they got up quick. It was like every time the American League was batting, it just seemed like they were they were getting hits or at least getting people on base where the National League wasn't. And, I mean, it was fine. Nothing crazy. Right guy got the MVP. Might be the first MVP he gets this year. We'll see. But I mean, you know, it was it was nothing nothing crazy. There was a there was a funny moment where uh, I can't remember who the pitcher was, but he threw a little high for uh, Perez from the Royals, and uh, he acted like he was uh, going to charge the mound. You know, had a little smile to it. So that was that was kind of funny. But that was the only thing really uh, really enjoyable outside of the the long balls. That's all people do is hit home runs. I mean, hey, but let's be honest, though. Uh, Lad Jr., man, he's came a long way from that real thick, pudgy kid standing on the line with his daddy in the Expos uniform, and now that kid is the All-Star Game MVP. When you look at him, though, is he going to be able to sustain that long-term? Because he still seems like the the guy that's going to be – like, he's going to be Ortiz eventually. Like, he's still got that thickness to him. He's just – he's done a lot to keep it down. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you got skinny guys that get hurt. You got uh, muscular guys like Judge and Stanton that can't stay healthy. But, you know, look at CC Sabathia. I mean, he, he was the, the frame he was at, and now he's thinned out in retirement. He was that frame because he said it made him perform better, and he stayed thicker during the baseball season. So one thing about baseball is you can be any shape or size. You got to know your body. I mean, that don't necessarily say you won't stay healthy, um, but we'll see what happens. All right, so as for your time in Atlanta here, you know, let's talk about your Braves. They were definitely a, a potential front runner for that NL, you know, behind the Dodgers probably, but they were in that conversation, and things have uh, taken a, a rocky road here right before the All-Star uh, break, and, and now, like, what what's the mindset down there in Atlanta? How are you Braves fans holding up? 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, last year I didn't pick the Braves because I'm superstitious about it. And uh, this year I picked them without hesitation because of what I saw last year in the COVID-shortened season. They took the Dodgers uh, one game of the World Series and probably should have won the World Series, but choked like Atlanta teams like to do, and that's fine. But uh, Soroka went down last year, and they maintained somehow and still did their thing. But this year, there's a lot of things that went wrong. You know, you had uh, Soroka retours Achilles. Again. But, but you're thinking you're, he's coming back after the All-Star break. And then he had more issues, so now he's done for the year. So now you've lost your ace. And let's be clear, everyone down here views Soroka as the ace. Max Freed has had a nice step up, but he's not the ace. Anytime Soroka takes the mound, it's clear who the ace is. So to have him out for two years in a row, devastating. You lose Melanson to the Padres for $3 million. Will Smith's not been very consistent at the back end of the bullpen. Melanson is leading the uh, majors in saves, by the way. Oh, I know he is. And other than your Reds, man, the Braves probably had the worst uh, bullpen in the National League behind you guys. Yeah, you, bet, you know what the bad thing is? Uh, at least the Reds' bullpen over the past three weeks have actually played like a major league bullpen. So, Well, there you I, go. I hope you guys can find some semblance there. And I don't know. Did you touch on Ozuna, too? Did you even mention that? Uh, yeah, I, I was going to get into that. I mean, you got Ozuna, who, uh, you know, the domestic dispute with his wife, charged, probably won't be back, obviously. And then, obviously, the news broke here the last few days. I actually saw it when I woke up the other day. Um, Acuna, uh, probably the leading vote-getter in the National League, if I had to look, uh, sandwiched between Castellanos and Winker in the outfield for the All-Star game, uh, tore his knee, uh, jumping for a ball in right field, and then uh, Biggie's boy, Jazz Chisholm, got a freebie uh, charity inside inside the park. Parker, baby. But uh, so you had Azuna out, you got Acuna out, Soroka's out, you got uh, uh, Travis Darno's been out, the cleanup hitter last year. So this is like four All Stars. And now, Ian Anderson's got shoulder soreness, and he's going on the aisle. Mm. So, so the Bra- Braves to, to are sum sellers. It up, Biggie, I don't mean to cut you off, but to sum it up, the mood down here, it's very somber. It is, it's, it is what it is. Bigger things, crazier things have happened in Major League Baseball, but a lot of things, man, are going to have to go right. And I guarantee you that if I was Alex Anthopoulos, I would be shopping Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley at the at the deadline and getting what I can out of them. That's my opinion. Mm. Did you guys ever sign Freddie Freeman to a lifetime Braves contract? Dude, Freeman's walking. Shop, shop him, he, too. He's going, he's, going to, he's going to LA Angels next year. I'll trade him now and get something for him. Your season shot <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, why not trade Freddie then? I know that sounds like sacrilege to Braves fans, but if you think strongly that much that he ain't coming back. There's been no movement. So, I mean, I guess that's a judgment call. I'm not AA, so I don't know what, what talk. You don't know the behind doors conversations have been, right? So, I mean, he knows where those conversations are, but if you don't think he feels good about it, absolutely trade it. I mean, what else are you going to do? What are, what are you guys? Three games under five hundred? No, we're one game under five hundred. And that was what I, I was. I'm glad you brought that up. Every like all year long, we've been trying to get back to five hundred. Get back to five hundred. We finally get there. Acuna tears his knee. So I mean, I mean, I'm gonna try to be optimistic. Hey, sometimes be tomorrow. Sometimes stuff like this galvanizes a team. You never know. So Still we'll need see. talent. 
You do. You can't. It's hard to lose four all stars and just be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, looking good, man. Well, show show everybody where you're at. Let's see a look at the battery here, man. Let's see what's uh, what's all going right, on. Let's around check here. it out here. All right. Can you see it back there? You got the umbrella right. back there, straight. Yeah. So we painting. we see a little got bit of people house. out there moving around. Yeah, but it's like this on a on a day that there's no game. So that's what they had in mind there. They're making a ton of money, whether the games are going on or not. It's just a place to be. It's a, if, you're, if, if you're a baseball fan, you just have to try it out at least once in your life because it's a great setup. Hmm. What's the uh, what's the heat like down there right now? Uh, the sun finally went down, so I'd say it's around uh, mid to high 80s, but it feels like, I don't know, low 90s, maybe mid 90s. Okay. You sweating that I'm, much? You look all right. I'm better now that I'm under this umbrella. <laughs> but uh, I keep looking for some uh, diehard Brace fans to come talk to you guys, but I'm not seeing one yet. Okay. Well, you know what? That, that means there might always be a, a Facebook Live video uh, when the when the game takes place. So, I mean, that, that's I fine. saw one guy stumbling down the battery strip there a minute ago, but he's done escaped me. Is that he, the guy he, you he, said looked like Phil Necro? No, that was somebody else. But uh, <laughs> that, that was zombie Phil Necro. Right, Zombie Phil Necro. There's your fantasy team name now. I think I'm going to change it next year. So what type of uh, prognostications do you have for the second half of the season? Uh, Our best chance was to win the division because we're closer to the Mets than we are in the wild card because the NL West is crazy. Oh, yeah, all uh, all three of those are coming out of there. Yeah, because the freaking Diamondbacks and Rockies are garbage. I don't like it, man. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we'll make the playoffs at all. I think we'll hover around 500, and it depends what we do with the deadline, if we're going to sell or not. Mm. And when is the deadline for everybody who doesn't pay that much attention? I believe it's, uh, what is it, August 31st? Yeah, I thought, well, do they have July the 31st. July 31st for the first one, right? Don't they have two? Last year, they got they, rid of the second one. Oh, did they get rid of they it? they pushed it back, but maybe I'm crazy. I mean, you'll have to double, you'll have to fact check that one. See, I was asking because I was the guy that didn't know. Yeah, sorry. Well, they, well, they always had the August 31st, and that was the one where you could trade through waivers, and July 31st was the nobody can stop it. But I thought last year, maybe it's just because it was COVID short in season, but they got rid of the, the waiver push through. Right. Hey, so let's uh, shift gears for a minute. Obviously, I've talked at length about status down here in Atlanta well, what I think's going on down here so as a Reds fan how you feeling man I actually good because now a week ago I would tell you I'm uneasy but for whatever reason the way the schedule gods had it worked out was we have a series with the Brewers before the all-star game that we won and then we have a series with the Brewers after the all-star game that we need to win so if we can end up doing that we'll close the gap enough but if we would have gone into those series and played like piss, you know, I would, have, I would have been devastated. Now, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played. Um, the fact our bullpen is playing better now and our three best guys are hurt, you know, and we got Lorenzen that will be coming back soon. That will be a big boost to the bullpen. So I'm uh, I'm optimistic, um, but I'm like you. They got to win the Central or they're not getting in. I mean, they're, they're – Kind of close to the wild card, but I don't, I don't like those those odds. So they're, they're second behind the Brewers, right? Yep. All right, Biggie, any chance of the playoffs for the Mariners? I'm not mistaken. We have a better record than either of your guys. 
48 and 43 going into the all-star break. Uh, chance to make the playoffs. Yes, they're playing well, but they're third in their division at 48 and 43, uh, between the Astros and the A's who neither one show a sign of slowing down. So then you look at the wild card and they're like five and a half back of the second wild card in the AL at five over 500. So it's been a good season. I hope it continues, but we're going to scrap for that last playoff spot, wild card spot at best. I make it. Do they make it? Yeah. Do they make it? Yes or no? I'm a homer. Yes. So <laughs> I, I will also say uh, the Reds will make it just because I, I feel like they got that run in them. But anyway, hey, I'll tell I'm, you what, guys, before you finish, if both of you all make it, I'll be rooting for you guys. How's that? I appreciate that. Hey, I don't ever root against the Braves unless they're playing the uh, Reds, man. I got I got no uh, hatred there, man. It's a good organization and they're winners. So I appreciate that. The uh, the thing about what Biggie said, I'm just flabbergasted that the Mariners are that good, man. Like, I thought they were like a game under 500, but I don't pay attention to the AL as much and especially the West Coast. That's crazy, but the Reds are 48 and 42, so they are technically better record than your Mariners. Ah, mush push hey. teams in the NL Central. The Mariners have played pretty well, uh, despite a few injuries. Kyle Lewis basically out for the season and he didn't start. He started the season on the deal or the IL also. Uh, Logan Gilbert, one of their young studs, has come up, really shown himself to be great. Kalinick came up, couldn't perform, went back to AAA. He's rake, and I'd like to see him come up big in the second half. Three and a half out of the wild card. That's where they're at. That's where they're at. Hey, Chad, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get off here and run, but uh, get this up on the page. Let me know when it's up, and uh, I'll share it out in uh, the group. And then tomorrow I'll do a better job. I'll get a fan to go live and – We'll have some fun with it, all right? Hey, that's all good, man. I was going to ask one thing, if you can, just off the top of your head. I know your uh, your baseball group that you take a lot of pride in is taking off here, and we're going to share this in that group. But you've had some interesting uh, people join here lately. You want to shout out a few of them names? I'd say we're up to about 15, 20 major leaguers. Uh, Ed Hearn, we got Brett Boone. Uh, trying to think here. Mike Trombley. We got Mike Gonzalez, uh, Tom Browning. I got Lenny Dykstra waiting for me to approve his request. Uh, you're making him sweat it, huh? I, I'm like, answer the damn questions, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure you are who you say you are. But, yeah, it's cool, man. It's taken off, and it kind of gives a uh, perspective. And uh, there's a new thing they added on the groups that you can create uh, – group experts for your group. So I'm going to add all the major leaguers in my group as experts. That way it shows up by their name. Uh, nice job, man. I, I, it's fun to watch that bad boy grow. You've done a great job with it. We want to give you a second to shout that out. Biggie, you got anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, an expert badge is much better than a top fan badge. <laughs> it is. Because that means you actually have an idea what you're talking about, right? That's you know? it. <laughs> it's quantity over volume. All right, Mr. Brown, we'll enjoy the rest of your uh, Georgia vacation there. We hope the Braves have a good run there against the Rays, and uh, you make it back here in West by God, Virginia, safe and sound with the family, man. We'll see you soon. All right, fellas, it's been fun, and uh, I'll be excited to actually have an NBA guest next week. There you go. And it's uh, – you have to wait till the end of the show. We'll tell you who it is. Ha, ha, ha. But he was uh, the star of the last dance. That's right. <laughs> All right, Thanks, later. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right.
right. Even though he wasn't with us in person, he was here in spirit and on Zoom. So at least we had Mr. Brown with us there. Uh, one thing I haven't had a chance to ask you about yet, Biggie, did you watch the Conor McGregor fight? I did. You know what's funny about you that? You stayed is that up all night to watch No, that? no, 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 no. And oh. I knew that's where you'd go first. Since it didn't start till 1230, I actually fell asleep at about a quarter to 10. Woke up just before midnight because I had to pee. Realized it hadn't started yet, so I stayed up and watched it. And then I'd slept for so long, I couldn't go to bed. And I was very disappointed that it didn't go one freaking round. It uh, So now he's saying that his uh, leg was, he had a stress fracture before the fight. I've heard that, and that's the first time I've heard it. I don't he, know. He, he's saying that you can ask Dana White, you can ask the UFC, you can ask all of them. I had a stress fracture before, but uh, it it was a very awkward break. It was. It's one of those breaks. It's like I saw it with uh, the spider, Anderson Silva, when he went uh, for a kick, different, too. Because those are like, all right, so we're talking about checking leg kicks. Yep. So I didn't think that he got checked hard enough for anything to break. Like I didn't but see when you watched the fight and then you see it in replay and, and diamond points down at him when he checks one. And then in the post interview right there, that's he, what he, he said. That's what he said. Yeah. I don't know. Can you really tell if you broke somebody's leg? by I checking don't think it? so. I don't know. I maybe you'd like to think so. I just think there's some bad blood and he had an opportunity to rub it in. And he went for it. Dude, there ain't nobody in the UFC that likes that dude. Nope. No. I mean, fans like him because he's like a professional wrestler, yep. but, as far as like an athlete and a sports personality, his peers, they're ready for him to be done. Well, but he, you know he's what? not, he's not done though. Is he, you can hate him as much as you want to. And friend of the show, Bo Payne was talking about how he needs to be done. He should retire. He's washed. He's too marketable. Not. He is the Forbes highest pay, $180 million he in the last year. is going to sell, sell pay-per-views yep. when he comes back because Everybody's like, well, you know what? He was actually doing pretty good until he got on the ground, you know, but the you know, first half of that first round, he was doing good. Mm -hmm. I mean, he came in with some heel kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, he almost got knocked out while he was on his back, but he got up only to break his foot or leg, I guess. I mean, it was ugh. It was bad. So that's what the casual fan will say. If you follow, you know he's a brawler and he never should have tried to go to the ground with – with uh, Fourier. Yeah, it – to me, I feel like he comes back. He does not retire. He's too marketable. And even if it's not until next July when he fights, he'll make however many million dollars off that fight. Because yeah, he's still got at least one more in him. Yep. I mean, he's stupid if he doesn't, to be honest with you. There's two, well, not that he needs the money. To me, he's got a one-off where, say, he goes against Poirier again, and they do a fourth fight, and they build up as the last one I lost because I got hurt. He goes into that fight, wins. He can make another fight with a bunch of money. He goes into that fight and shows he really is washed. And then he goes off and he drinks his proper 12 and hangs out in Ireland. That's that's it. Um, did you, you didn't see any of the undercard. I, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm a terrible fan of UFC. I don't know most of these fighters names, but there was a fight on the card where I swore this kid took 300 hits to the face and they, they finally called it in like the final round but, and he was just like, why did you call it? Like, I mean, and not like a real groggy guy or anything. Like, he was taking it. I had not seen somebody eat as many punches as that. It was amazing. You didn't see it, though, did you? No, I was asleep for that one. I did see the fight, two fights before it, where it had the big guy with the ponytail fighting kind of the cowboy guy. It was like period. Oh, yeah. Knocked and he kept out. doing that thing where he would jump his back foot off the cage and come at you with a flying punch yeah. like it was Street he Fighter. Was like chasing him. Yeah. 
I that mean, was pretty good. And the, the women's fight. You see what her forehead looked oh, like? Oh, yeah. She looked like she had a third eye or yeah. a whispering eye. I don't know if you want to call it that. But anyway, uh, Greg Hardy also got knocked out. He did. By that Aussie. But, uh, yeah. So his, his karma. His, his UFC career might be now on the on the downward. You can have all that rage, but you're in a cage if you don't know how to execute. <laughs> he's, despite all his rage, yep. he's still just a rat in the cage. Anyway. That's what Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins said. All right. Uh, last but not least, the NBA Finals. We haven't even touched on this. I feel like we should be so into the NBA Finals this year. What have we been saying, just us and then fans in general, for how many years now? Enough LeBron, enough Curry. Give us something different. He gave us two teams that were built mainly through the draft with the addition of Chris Paul, one trade, young players – like NBA fans hate the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is. Their ratings are terrible. I don't get it. They complain when it's the main guys all the time. Then they complain when they get what they ask for. It's like, yeah, it and, does make sense. And you know what? You got a, a series. It's tied at two. Yep. Uh, both teams have won at home. Nobody. So it's not a series. So somebody wins on the road, yeah. right? So what they always say. So, I mean, I, I'm, I haven't been watching a lot of it because for whatever reason, man, I feel like these games have been on later than normal. Yeah, it does feel that way. Or are we just getting older? No, they've been on later than normal. Man, I'm, I'm like, 1230, this game's still on? Like, yeah. I get Phoenix is out in the West, but I feel like they're even like at Milwaukee. But I guess, uh, you know, game one and two, I mean, Phoenix handled business pretty convincingly. Yep. Game three, Milwaukee slaughtered them. And then game four, Phoenix blew it. Is yeah, they were happened? up nine in the fourth quarter. Like late, like well, like three minutes left. Yep. And they ended up losing by five, I think. It, well, yeah, uh, three or five, something like that. Giannis had a, uh, they're calling it a LeBron-esque the, the block. block where uh, LeBron or Giannis, after the game even, when he was asked about it, he said, I went for it, but I thought I was getting dunked on. Mm, that's all right. At least, at least the, you went for it. The fact that he's out there after his knee – extended the wrong way all the way like two weeks ago is amazing uh but he doesn't look like he's really showing much at all effect. i mean it could sometimes things look worse than they are yep you know i mean i'm not saying like is it going to come out after the finals that he's got to have surgery maybe but the way he's moving it i, makes I don't you think, think so no. it's like now nah, he's fine yep or that or they just keep shooting it full of, they got bud kilmer in the locker room, shooting him up like varsity blues. <laughs> this is their all or nothing year. It's a title or they're done. Team doctor looks at us like, son, do you know how much scar tissue you got on this knee? <laughs> I saw this after the game because they were dogging uh, Giannis. Can he not play in the big game? He's left after three minutes in the first quarter, two games in a row. Post-game interview He's, and they I ask gotta, him. I got to pay. <laughs> what do you call it? A tinkle? <laughs> I just a grown man. We call him the Greek freak. Tinkle. English is, not tinkle. His, English is not his first language. Yeah. That's all you got to say. But all right. So I'm I'm still riding the Suns. That's who I said at the beginning. I've been saying that all along. I said Bucks and Six from the beginning. It's tied at two. So we'll see. I mean, it, it, I don't think it goes. I think it goes seven. Yeah. You're most likely correct. I mean, I, I don't see how anybody goes back to back here. No. Nope. Uh, be, be I think they each win at home and then it goes to game seven. And I think that game seven is a three to five point finish. Mm. I think it's tight. Man, I'm ready for a game. Like of all the, the times we've had great games and no fans, like give me a game seven. Maybe, mm. maybe that will help. NBA has got to be hoping for that. I mean, if you can't get ratings on a game seven, I can't help you. 
What are the ratings like this year? Are they worse than COVID? The, the bubble? I believe the ML, They're just slightly I, better, right? I believe the MLB All-Star game. Did a million more than the NBA Finals. And, and I think the Home Run Derby Or no, the Home Run too. Derby did better, too. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that, that's just... And don't get me wrong, like the MLB All-Star game is, it's special. Yeah. It, it is. Because it's, I mean, this is the only All-Star game where they're out there playing. I mean, they're they're really trying to play. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're going, they're not Pete Rose trying to kill a catcher in the All-Star game, but they're, they're still out there playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. Where NBA All-Star game, there's no defense. You know, the The NBA All-Star game is basically All-Star Saturday night. You look to see the dunk contest, which is played out. Oh, yeah. The three-point shootout, you care about that. The NBA All-Star game, they've changed it. It's not even a game anymore. It's gimmicky. It's score by quarters. To me, the NBA All-Star game, you know what they need to do? Take the 24 players they choose, and you have Team USA versus Team Rest of the World. No way, man. I, I, LeBron, I, told, Chris you, I told you during the All-Star weekend this year that they just need to do a one-on-one tournament. That would be sellable. That would be the most watched thing the NBA would do in the last 10 years. But there's too much social media. Nobody wants to get shown up. That's yep. why they're happening. They'd be on a poster, except this poster lasts forever. You ever see that video of uh, Dr. J and Kareem playing one-on-one? Yes, I have. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. Yep. <laughs> so because you got guys that are completely different skill sets. Yeah. It's like, let's have Kareem play against Dr. J, who's – Five inches shorter, maybe. I yep. don't know, but it, it, it's. I don't give me, give me uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, I don't know if that's a guy I'd go with right away. Let me let me back that up. How about uh, let's put Taco Fall in the one on one tournament and have him play against LeBron. Let's just watch it and see what happens. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure: Taco Fall is going to dunk a couple times. <laughs> if it, if you do it where the guy who makes it gets the ball out. Yeah, that could be bad for a lot of people. Now, if it came down to uh, LeBron versus KD in the final, that'd be fun to watch. My God, but like that, you know what that's like? That's like boxing. That's like you got the WBO and the IBF and all this stuff, and you're like, sorry, our guys aren't fighting each other. Yeah, I never have understood that. That'd be like Macchiao, uh, Macchiao, Macchiao, Panny Macchiao. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fighting, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been nice? It, it kills me. And then when they finally did fight Pacquiao out of bum shoulder, the thing about that and they're old. It, it's it's a perfect analogy with boxing. You have the big stars; they each hold a belt, but they won't fight. That's the NBA. It's yep. sellable. Remember when uh, Chuck did the race at the All Star Game against the uh, was it Dick Vivetta? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. Chuck said, I can run backwards up and down the court faster than you can run forwards. Cause you know, how he clowns everybody after the games Oh yeah. and he got to talking about Dick Vivetta, that damn old ref. He needs to retire. And yeah, they did it. Look it up. He did it. I'll have to watch that. So you're dropping knowledge. Yeah. I appreciate that. But he's willing to do that. I'll have fun. I'm fat. I'll run backwards. These guys nowadays are too sensitive. Oh, uh, so you're taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Sun still, but we're both saying seven, right? I hope it goes seven. I say seven. All right. I mean, I I hope it does too. I also think it will. Like I just feel like the way the series has played out. But you know what? We're gonna have plenty to talk about next week. We're gonna jump back into the wormhole of NBA, which is funny because we went so long not talking about NBA. But we have a star from the Last Dance, Jason Caffey. I mean. Don't get no bigger. I mean, he was literally the star of that documentary. 
he was the main man on those Bulls title teams. I mean, that's this is a big get for us. Nah, actually, Jason Caffey was one of those guys. I remember when he came in, he was that like kind of muscly young guy yep. that could dunk a little bit. And I was like, ooh, it's an but he barely played for them back then. And well, he was a more talented player than the amount of playing time he got. Yeah, but he, he really came was. in as a rookie on a championship team yep. that kind of the spot that he played was filled by Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he it would have been tough. Yep. Uh, <laughs> for him to get playing time. And that, that you know, people forget about how much depth they had. I mean, it wasn't Dickie Simpkins and Randy Brown and guys like that still on those teams. Yep. I mean, so like uh, there was, there was a, a lot of depth. Ku coach, you know, at times could play power forward for you. I mean, it's just, you're not sorry, Jason, yeah. but anyway, we're going to have Jason on to talk just to what it was like to be on that, on that team and what it was like from his perspective, because uh, you know, that's like us as fans. Like, what would it be like if you got to hang out with those mm-hmm. guys? Well, Jason's going to tell us all about it. So we look forward to having him next week. But outside of that, I will say, last but not least, I watched a uh, Bruce Willis movie today. I think it was called uh, No Time to Die or No Time for Death or some stupid thing like that. Out of Death. Out of Death. If it was a um, – if I was a critic and I had to give it a 1 out of 10, it's like a point three. It was probably the worst worst Bruce Willis movie I've ever seen by far. But anyway, don't watch it. And I know Mr. Brown will always tell me I'm too critical of movies. Like, nah, man, this one's this one's rough. It's real bad. You are critical, but I when you told me that Bruce Willis' entire scenes in the movie were shot in one day, I yeah. instantly agreed with you. I looked it up. They shot all of his scenes in one day. That's how bad this movie is, that they couldn't even afford to pay Bruce Willis to come in more than one day. Said, And he's like the co-star of the movie. So, yeah. Hmm. That's why there's like 20-minute monologues of just like the bad guy on the phone and like nothing else is happening, but he's just standing there in like Bruce Willis's cabin because there's nothing else. He's not there because, you know, they already wrapped up shooting. So yeah. just stand there and talk on the phone for 20 minutes. That's, that's great. Great movie. Good on you for being able to watch all that. Mm. Are you going to watch anything good late? Or have you watched anything good lately? You can watch anything this weekend. Uh, the only thing I've seen lately that I had not seen in forever is uh, In the Line of Fire came on. Okay. I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I've always enjoyed that movie. I, I love him. I love Malkovich. He's got a ton of range. Have you seen Being John Malkovich? No. No. You is know it what good? it is? Is it bad? Nah, it's a great movie. It's uh, a movie where everybody just, becomes John Malkovich. Doesn't have John Cusack in it? Uh, it does. Okay. Um, no, it, it it's uh, it's great, 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 great movie. Um, and then uh, you're also going to watch Role Models, right? I am. All right. So you'll be good. Role Models is great. I'm going to go and watch it tonight. It'll be like watching Old School, only better. You'll be uh, waking up tomorrow listening to a bunch of Kiss music. Okay. That's just how it works for me. All right, guys. That has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast for Mr. Brown on assignment in Atlanta. This is Chad the Mark with Canadian Biggie. We hope you had a good one. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week with guest Jason Caffey. We're out. Peace.